This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. I mean, stop singer. Toss on off the first. In time to get seven. over seven scoreless innings. All right, welcome back to Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Gary Hill here. Hope you had a nice weekend. We have a lot to get to in this edition of the podcast, a Monday edition. Thanks for being here as the Mariners get a much-needed, a badly-needed victory over the A's yesterday in a game where they really broke out the sticks 11 runs on the board for the Mariners. We have some highlights coming your way, some reaction from that game. Also, a couple of fun conversations Rick Riz had over the weekend. One was Scott Brocious, always fun to talk to, so that will come up in a few minutes. And Mitch Hanniger as well, who just continues to be outstanding in this first month of the season. So Rick will talk to both Scott Brocious and Mitch Hanniger. That will come up in a few minutes. We'll get to the game highlights as well, but let's talk about the backdrop of yesterday a little bit. Uh, roster shakeup before the ball game, a couple of moves made. The biggest ones, Daniel Vogelback is up with the club and DFA'd Leonis Martin, who has struggled offensively so far this season, was a big part to what the Mariners did last year, outstanding defensively, of course, in center field. Also had some big moments with the bat, a couple of walk-offs along the way, but just has struggled this year. So with uh, this in mind, happening before the ball game with the move made, let's hear from Scott Service, him talking about the move and the kind of the thought process that went into it. And yesterday, obviously, we decided to uh, you know, make a, a move on the roster and get uh, – you know, Daniel Vogelbach's obviously back with us. He'll be in there today uh, at first base to, to make room for him um, you know, and to uh, make a decision with, with Leonis uh, Martin, which not easy. You know, uh, those decisions are hard. I uh, have a lot of uh, – I really like Leonis. Uh, I think he's uh, – he, he's, you know, a big part of what we were doing here, unfortunately. It just, you know, really hadn't got going offensively. And if you kind of date back to, you know, kind of the second half of last season – to uh, really struggled through spring training. He had a couple good days, but for the most part, wasn't very consistent. And then, you know, getting off to the rocky start here uh, this year, you know, and we want to let some other guys play. I think uh, Guillermo Heredia and, you know, some other guys that we have, I think uh, offensively, you know, maybe an opportunity to, to do a little bit more than what Leonis was doing just wasn't going. So, you know, he gets kind of, it's DFA'd, kinda goes through that process, um, see if he gets claimed by another club or not. And, if he doesn't, you know, just from there. 
Dyson obviously in center. Yeah, we'll play Dyson and, and, and Guillermo, and he certainly has done a good job in center. Haniger's played center field before, so to give uh, you know Dyson a, a blow, we've got some other guys that, that we can put in there. And you know, it's one of the issues that we addressed this offseason was to get more guys that could do the different things and and play center field's part of it. Last year we didn't have that luxury, and you know it. Uh, you know, but it, it's you know it's unfortunate. Uh, the move is what it is, but um, you know it's 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 a do good league. Uh, I say it all the time. I've said it before. It's it's a, you know we, we want to have guys you know uh, have good process and good at bats and all that other stuff. But you know when it's not happening, you also have to look. Okay, how long has this been going on? Where are we at? And you know, expectations for our ball club are very high, as they should have been. And they talked about it in spring training. You know. Um, uh, we were ready for it. We haven't played that well on the road, particularly, and you know we got to pick it up. Now, how are you going to use Dan? Dan He's going to play first base. Uh, yeah, and you know it's it's the bat. You know we're looking for. Um, understand that you know he has been swinging the bat that very well uh, in Tacoma, kind of doing what he does. He controls the strikes and a lot of deep counts, and that's what we want him to do here. Just be who he is. Um, I think. You know, Danny's struggles against, you know, right-handed pitching. Uh, you know, we've seen it. You know, I think he's got you know, 60, 65, 70 at-bats almost. And, you know, the bottom of our lineup really hasn't been able to get much going. So just trying to put guys in there and make it tougher for the opposing pitcher to work through it and, you know, hopefully get some more results. So will he or will Danny move around the field? Is kind of that you, uh, you know, Danny, I thought uh, Valencia done a nice job at first base. Uh, you know, obviously when we get Gene Segura here, hopefully – Back in Detroit, Modder kind of goes into that utility role, and and Danny, you know, he's got versatility. He could go to third, he can you know, run in the outfield. So you know, we'll look at that as well. But uh, right now, you know, just mix and match every day what we think will be best for our, our offensive lineup to get something going. You know, here on the road. How do you see using Heston? Oh, it, it's more length. You know, uh, he's been throwing the ball much better. Kind of got a sinker back. Uh, he has been in the rotation there in Tacoma, so. You know, he'll be you know, used if, you know, something happens to Gallardo early in the game, we, we would go to him. Do you expect Segura Tuesday? So. Yes, uh, that, that is the plan. Leonis is a popular guy, especially with a lot of your Latin players. Are you worried at all about that, just how they reacted to that? Well, I think anytime you know, there's a little bit of a you know, shock, holy cow, you know, this, this can happen. I mean, sometimes that can be a good thing. You know, um, sometimes I think, you know, the way guys are wired nowadays, you know, we got to go out, we got a ball game to play today, and you know, we need to go out and perform, uh, win the ball game today, and then see where it goes from there. Like, again, you know, if, if Leonis Martin does happen to clear waivers, you know, he comes back with us, he goes to Tacoma, he gets it right, and quite frankly, I think that's what he needs. He needs to go out and play for a while and, and get it right, get some confidence back again, and we could see him back here. So I don't want to write Leonis Martin off as being a Mariner. Uh, very well could come back to us. Is it hard to see him? Like, I mean, he just seems so down. He's such a gregarious personality. The struggles, it seemed like, really hurt. It's hard to see anybody struggle, uh, especially guys that you're close to, have relationship with. I've known Leonis for a long time. I, I was there the first day he was a Ranger, you know, back when I worked with Texas. So I've known him since, you know, the day he got came off the boat, so to speak, and, and uh, signed his contract and, and was with us there. So, uh, But the things happen. You know, it is a business as much as uh, – you know, it is a game. There's a, it does come a time where you got to produce, and uh, that's, that's where we're at right now. Segura coming back, that, uh, that helps uh, that offense too. But no doubt. No, Gene's obviously <laughs> one of the better hitters in the, in the National League last year. He was off to a good start with us. So, uh, you know, it frees us up to do some things with Modder and move him around the field as well. So now Vogel back is up, and for Martin at this point, we just play the waiting game for the next 
few days to see whether a trade has worked out, a claim, perhaps he passes waivers and ends up in Tacoma, as Scott Service alluded to. So with this situation, we just sit and wait to see what happens. For the Mariners, yesterday, a game where they had, well, coming into the game, they had lost three in a row to start the road trip, three in a row against the Oakland A's, looking to finally salvage the finale. And it's funny when you look at how this series started with the A's beating James Paxton and his 0.00 ERA. The Mariners were trying to turn the same trick on Triggs, who came in for the A's with a 0.00 ERA. The Mariners got on the board early. They got a run in the first inning to take a one nothing lead. But it's the third inning when the Mariners really started to go to work offensively and bust this one wide open. And Taylor Motter landing the big blow, a grand slam. Out of the stretch, the pitch swung on, driven to deep left center field. It's got some carry. Goodbye. Grand slam, Taylor Motter. That's the way to bounce back. A grand slam for Taylor Motter. And the Mariners have a 6-0 lead here in the third. Yeah, they didn't waste much time. 6-0 lead at that point. That was a five spot in the third inning. Motter going deep. Goes two for five in the game, scores a run, four ribbies along the way. It's amazing to think about what accomplished for the Mariners, especially with Gene Segura coming back on Tuesday, which is obviously great news for the Mariners. But Motter, his fifth home run, think about how rare this is. He becomes only the fourth Mariners shortstop to hit five or more home runs in a month. That's it. Uh, Number one on the list is Alex Rodriguez, who did it a ton of times. He did it 19 times in a Mariners uniform, five-plus. But outside of that, Ray Quinones did it once. He hit six in June of 1988. Todd Cruz did it once. He hit five in September of 82. And now Taylor Motter this year. In April of this year, hit five. That's the list. And considering he's... Uh, really, the starting shortstop, and it's filled in so well. And uh, I think he gives the Mariners a lot of options moving forward. Can play all kinds of positions. Obviously, has a ton of pop. Can turn around a fastball. A guy that the Mariners really haven't had coming on, uh, coming off the bench in a while, which is should really pay dividends. And then you start to dial out what the top of this lineup could look like with Segura and the way Hanniger's hitting, Cano and Cruz starting to dial it in, a healthy Seager as well. They have a chance to score a ton of runs, and they certainly did yesterday with 11 on the board. They weren't done scoring after that grand slam either. Nelson Cruz going yard. And a pitch. There's a drive. Deep left field. Boom. Stick, baby. Three-run homer, Nelson Cruz. And the Mariners have a 9-0 lead. 9-0, and Cruz was not done. He would add some more in the ninth. And the 3-2 to Cruz. Swing and a line drive, fair ball down the left field line and toward the corner. Hanniger running third, he'll score run number 10. Cruz in at second base with an RBI double. And his fifth RBI of the game. Up of the ball is Matt Joyce, gets the throw in. Mariners pick up another run here in the ninth. And now lead it 10-1 to over the A's. And what an afternoon for Nelly Cruz with five runs batted in. 11 to 1 would be the final as uh I mean the offensive days just were all over the place. Mitch Hanniger goes 3 for 4, 3 runs scored, a walk and a sacrifice. 
So Hanniger reaches four times and scores three runs. The last Mariner to reach base four times in a game and score three times in the same game, Mitch Hanniger, four days ago. <laughs> so it's just he's on that kind of roll. He's just ridiculous. Hitting three twenty one now with a four thirty on base percentage. He has scored a ton of runs. Uh, Robinson Cano had two hits, two for four. He scored twice, walked, drove in a run. Nelson Cruz, two for four, five ribbies, had that home run. He scores three times. He walked as well. Dan Vogelback, his first RBI, first Major League RBI, went one for four in the game, drew a walk, saw 33 pitches, a team high. Motter goes two for five, a run, four ribbies, had the grand slam. So just up and down the lineup, some Great plate appearances, some great at-bats, and the Mariners win big, 11-1. to Here's Taylor Motter after the game, and listen to what he says, especially at the end. You are going to love this quote. Yeah, it's a big help. I'm sure it takes a lot off uh, Giovanni's uh, shoulders, and, you know, he pitched a heck of a game, too. When it comes down to it, he shut him out throughout the game, so combination of finally everything coming together and it was perfect you, you, you don't take the, or you don't swing at the, the first pitch breaking ball bases low did you think he was coming with the fastball then you didn't want to run uh, I'm going to be honest I don't even know what pitch I hit it was fastball it seems that you've been hitting a lot of fastball yeah uh, you know it was funny when I first started seeing I hit that slider out and uh, I made a joke saying that I only hit sliders out in the big leagues and lately I've been hitting a few fastballs which is nice but you know, like I said I don't even know what pitch I hit out I just put a good swing on it and hope to get it. Yeah, how much fun are you having just a chance to play every day and contribute and doing good things? I, I mean, having a chance to play is great, and watching this team win is even better. Uh, when we're losing and I'm playing every day, it's, it's not fun. You know, it's it's not a good feeling. Uh, but today, right now, good win, 11-1, going on the road to Detroit, got an off day tomorrow. One of the happiest people in the world right now. Gene's coming back on Tuesday. But you feel like you've earned some playing time, at least the trust from Scott. He can put you out there and know what you're going to get. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done my job. Uh, did whatever I could while Gene was gone to help this team win. Uh, and whatever they do with the lineup, I have no control over. So do, do what they want, and let's go win some ball games. That's all I care about. Let's go win some ball games. You got to love that attitude. He is that's impressive. So that's great to hear. And what a month he is having. The Grand Slam. So not only was it a big offensive day, Gallardo has best outing as a Mariner, pitching into the seventh, six and a third, four hits, a run, one walk, and seven strikeouts on one hundred and eight pitches. Here's what was working for the Mariner starter. You know, the last outing, like I said, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we maybe a little bit too late to mix in some change-ups and, you know, just use all use all my pitches earlier in the game. And I think, it, you know, they're today from the first inning on, you know, they had a lot of left-handed hitters up there and, you know, we mixed in some, some early change-ups, some uh, good two-seam fastballs to get ground balls for early outs. And, you know, it just went from there. And I think uh, we were using uh, both sides of the plate with, with all with all the pitches, so I think that that was that was key, awesome. You had talked previously about trying to be too fine and not being aggressive with hitters. How much of that mindset shift came into play today? Yeah, I mean a lot. You know, like I said, I think it's uh, you know just fill the ball over the plate. Like I said, I mean just just command the ball over the plate and get the guys to swing the bats, and obviously that's that's the number one goal. And then you can go from there. You know, you can expand whenever you need to, and 
um, does does gain some some ground balls whenever I needed to and, and strikeouts whenever I needed to. And I think it's uh, you know it just like I said, I mean, it just shows that you know we were we were attacking the zone. You know, MC uh, did a great job back there, just uh, you know mixing everything up, staying out of patterns, and you know just being aggressive. Yeah, was that easy to do when it's one nothing, two nothing, six nothing, nine nothing? Um, you know, it definitely always helps, you know, when we, we were able to put some, you know, that first run up on the board in the first inning. But yet again, you know, it's just being a, you know, there's there's good hitters up and down each and every team. You know, you can't, you can't get away from your game plan. You still got to stick with your game plan, go out there and, and make pitches because, uh, you know, it's the same way that we were able to score runs early. You know, the same thing can happen on the other, on the other side. So I think it's... Uh, you know, as I said, I mean, the most important thing, just make quality pitches. Make quality pitches and, and attack the, the zone. So that was Gariotto after the game as the Mariners went 11-1. to 11 hits for the M's. Also drew six walks along the way. Here's the skipper re, uh, skipper's reaction to everything. Yeah, our at-bats were really good all day, but, you know, I can tip my hat. Giovanni Gardo did an awesome job, um, kind of mixed up some things, and spent some time with, with Mel kind of changing up his game plan a little bit going into today, and it really paid dividends. You know, you saw more change-up, more back and forth instead of just, you know, always going to the cutter or slider, and it was really effective, and, you know, I think it's something that he can hold on to and run with for a while. And with Nelly, he'd been putting a good swing on balls, but today he's got a little bit more to show for it. No doubt. Big, big day. Uh, you know, the three-run homer, you know, you get five RBIs today. A lot of guys you know, up and down the lineup today. Uh, Hanniger continues to be very impressive. He just doesn't give at-bats away. Uh, Robbie swung the bat well. So, um, you know, it's nice. The contributions up and down, and that's what's going to take for us to hopefully put a streak together. Can Hanniger set a tone with those at-bats? Do you see that in the lineup? Well, no doubt. He just doesn't give at-bats away, and it's, it sounds easy. Uh, but when you're having a good day or you're having a bad day, sometimes you just throw away in a bad here or there. He just doesn't do that. He has a very good approach. He knows what he's looking for when he goes up there and, and what he can handle and what the pitcher's going to try to do, and you know, he rides it out. So um, you know, it, it has been a, probably the highlight of our season so far is what he's done in two-hole. Did it seem like there was a little extra energy out there today? Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, guys are disappointed we haven't played better on the road and you know I talked earlier you got a hit on the road and we haven't we haven't gotten a lot of hits with men on base and, and hopefully you know, those things uh, picked up today and so when, that ha- when that happens I mean good things are going to happen and we've got a good offensive team but you know you got to get hits with men on base. Hey Scott go ahead Greg. No way for that big hit Modern comes up with the one I mean that to just kind of break things over. It's huge. You know, Taylor hasn't missed many fastballs. And the ball's down, middle in. He doesn't miss it. And uh, very aggressive player. Obviously, he's up there hunting the fastball. He got it and, and put a great swing on it. But, you know, um, I, I just thought, you know, a very professional approach by all of our guys today. And, you know, we need some big hits. We got them. Hey, this is Modder's last day as your starting shortstop, probably. You going to find a place for him? We'll find a place for him. Yeah. That, the, what he's brought, just a offensive punch in our lineup, quality of at-bats. We'll keep moving them around the field, but it'll give guys a, a chance to get a day off here or there. We'll see how you know, Kyle's feeling after the day off and, and go from there. All right, so the Mariners get the win 11-1. to Off day today and then on to Detroit. We'll preview that series coming up in the podcast tomorrow and then to Cleveland over the weekend. So the road trip continues, a long road trip that won't see the Mariners back home until May. So with the recap taken care of, let's hand it over to Rick Riz with Mitch Hanniger. 
chance to sit down and get to know Mariners right fielder Mitch Hanniger having a tremendous start his first full year in the big leagues and uh, having a great rookie season playing right field what's more fun taking away a home run from Joey Gall or, or hitting a home run right now um, I would have to go with taking it away just because of the circumstances you know when he hit that ball that probably would have put them up by I think they would have been eight to six so kind of preserve the tie there um, definitely kept us in the game so I would yeah I'd have to go with that one kid comes up to you said Mr. Hanniger I want to play right field what is what is would you tell a young player boy or girl about playing that position well firstly if you're if you're a young kid coming up I would encourage you to play every position possible don't try don't set your heart on one specific position maybe until you know later in high school or even college I was a shortstop coming up until I made my varsity team when I was a sophomore and then I started playing center field in summer ball I would still play you know third maybe a little bit of short kind of bounce around but that's something that I really wish I kept trying to do in college and even in professional baseball uh, it's really hard as you kind of climb the ranks to play multiple positions but I think it's really beneficial if you can play a couple positions it could definitely take you to the next level let's talk about swinging the bat because you're doing such a tremendous job who taught you how to hit Early in Little League and stuff, my, my dad worked with me. My, I had an older brother that played baseball, so he definitely helped me too. My brother and my two cousins, we all played college baseball, Division One baseball, and growing up, we hung out a lot and we'd play wiffle ball and, and bat lefty, bat righty. Just We just were always playing baseball, and I think that's kind of where it came from, amongst a, a lot of other sports too. Just the really good athletes play a lot of different sports growing up, and that's kind of what I tried to do. Just try to get better and better every year. You know, it's a slow process. You know, each year, each day, you can build off of You can help yourself for the future. It's all about timing and hitting. Uh, how, how do you tell a kid to be comfortable up at home plate? What was the right stance for you, and how does a kid find that right stance for them? I think just kind of tinkering with it to find out just being loose and, and fluid up there is, is definitely my best advice for a kid. I would also say, you know, study the best hitters in the big leagues. Study study the guys that are really good and try to mimic them. I mean, I remember growing up when I would, you know, bat lefty in our wiffle ball games, so I would pretend to be Barry Bonds. And, and, and it's funny, two off-seasons ago, I started kind of trying to mimic guys, and I started to feel things that I had never really felt before because I would study guys' film so much and start to try to – see myself as him swinging and and I would start to do things with the bat that I hadn't done before so I think that really helps. Ted Williams said one of the hardest things to do in sports is to hit a round ball with a round bat squarely you know you got to hit a strike he said that's the number one thing you have such a good idea of the strike zone up there at home plate where did that come about for you? Just playing the game I think trying to really just swing at pitches I can drive not only I'm not just up there just trying to put balls in play. I, I hate striking out more than anybody, but at the same time, sometimes you have to tip your cap to the pitcher, and, and sometimes they make great pitches that you can't necessarily drive. So, you know, early in the count, I'm trying to swing at balls that I can really really punish and hit the ball hard. Yeah, I'm not looking for, you know, weak contact, and, and I just want to drive the ball. What guys do you look at right now on this ball club to gain the experience? Uh, you know, you, you came up with the Arizona Diamondbacks last year. Who do you watch now on this ball club? Honestly, everybody. I mean, this is this is the big league, so everyone who's here, you know, they're here for a reason. I definitely try to pick Robbie's Robbie's brain and, and Nelson Cruz's brain and Kyle Seeger and amongst many others. It just kind of depends on the day who who I'm talking to or who I'm. If I see something and I and I want to ask a guy about him, I think that helps everyone. You know, I love it when guys come up to me and they ask me like, "Hey, well, you know, you do this. Why do you do that?" Or in this situation, you that just makes me better. It makes them better. You, you kind of realize. That's how you develop your approach is by talking hitting with other guys. 
We've heard the expression visiting with Mitch Hanniger here in Rick Stips, slowing the game down. How do you do that? For me, it's just about breathing, kind of, kind of just staying calm and realizing, you know, in a lot of the big situations, that's when the game can kind of speed up, you know, say the game's on the line or, you know, but at the same time, when I'm in the box, usually there's more pressure on the pitcher. If, you know, if he's, yeah, yeah. if I'm up there and the bases are loaded and there's no outs or one out, there's he's more pressure on him than me. So just realizing that the, the plan doesn't change. I'm trying to swing a, a strike and hit the ball hard and just keep it very simple for me. And when, when I, when I think simple and I try to accomplish those two things, usually I get the results I want. Final question, Mitch. What advice would you give a kid to play baseball, either as a hitter from the offensive side or, or defense? Play as many sports as you can. Uh, have fun. Play the game really hard. Study guys. You know, learn learn from the guys that are doing it at the big league level. Always be talking the game and trying to gain knowledge. From my personal experience, that that's never going to change in my book. You know, I'm hoping to play this game for a really long time, but I don't think I'll ever stop trying to gain knowledge. And I don't know if there's anybody who could ever say that they figured this game out you know you're always learning so that's that's the biggest thing try to get better every day young man you are having a tremendous year great advice for the kids and uh good luck the rest of the way it's been a lot of fun watching you play in the early part of the season thanks for being our guest here on rick's tips yeah absolutely thank you and now rick is back with scott brocious chance to sit down and visit with new Mariners hitting coach Scott Brocious working with uh, Edgar Martinez. And, Scotty, tell me a little bit about what it's been like for you joining the ball club. You were down at Triple A Tacoma last year. You have a really good mix of veteran guys and young hitters on this ball club. What's your first uh, month been like on this ball club working with these guys? Yeah, number one, I think it's a really good group to work with. I don't, you know, every guy you know on the team is, has been very committed in terms of their craft, and that's important. You know, number one, there has to be a, a willingness to, uh, and just kind of that you know relentless kind of pursuit to every day kind of get better, or if you if you're feeling good, stay good, and, and that type of thing. So um, you know, attitude wise, things like that, it's a really good group of guys to work with, and so for me, it's been fun to to get to know these guys better and be in the cages and and uh you know around the around the field with them every day you were an outstanding hitter for a long time with these oakland a's and the new york yankees guy like robinson cano and nelson cruz and also kyle c or brethren hitters in this lineup how tough is it to keep that uh, consistency and try to feel good as long as you possibly can because this game can really humble you in a heartbeat that's for sure i mean that that's really is the whole challenge of this is for the in in the younger guys you know in our lineup um to to watch and kind of see just how every single day the routine is so important at the big league level and if you look at the best hitters and you look at the best hitters on our team and you look at robbie and you look at cruzy seager those guys they have a routine they stick to it they do it every single day and and there's that's no accident you know they've they've learned what works for them and and that's really the whole key of the game um i remember as a younger player mark mcguire when i was playing here in oakland would say to me you're never as good as you think you are and you're never as bad as you think you are that you're always kind of just one swing away and and his point was there's always a little bit of a flow and you're going to feel good some days and not as good the others and so the the key is 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 making the peaks last as long as you can and the valleys be as short as possible And, and that's really where that routine comes into play let's talk about a couple of the young hitters on this ball club the young man in right field really stands out as having a heck of a start to his first full year in the big leagues talking about mitch hanniger 300 average four home runs 15 runs batted in but he also takes his walks what are you seeing from 
Mitch Hanniger here in the early part of the year. It makes him so good right now. Uh, awesome approach. He is, you, you talked about those veteran guys in terms of how they go about their work. He is every bit as good in, in terms of his work, and he's been that way from day one. He, he really looks like a veteran. He's very committed to his process, to, to his routines, um, and, and how he takes yeah. the bats. And if you watch him, he never looks different. Everything is, is the same. Um, on top of that, he's very competitive. He's very serious. He takes this uh, you know, he takes baseball, his craft, very serious. He's watching film. He's doing all the homework. Uh, so this is no accident that he's gotten off to the start that he has. See you later! Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.